You're listening to Real Chicks Rock Presents Real Discussions, and I'm your host, Michelle Dawes-Burke. Fasten your seatbelts as it's sure to be an informative discussion and conversation. Keep in mind that we are not perfect, but we're empowered. Enjoy. Good afternoon and welcome to Real Chicks Rock Presents Real Discussions. I am your host, Michelle Dosbert, and as always, I'm super excited to be here. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood here in Atlanta, Georgia, and I haven't talked to this guest in person in a while. It's been a while. I have not spoken. To, I really don't. Listen, seriously, we used to talk, do things, yeah, walk into yeah, each other, yeah, and yeah, it is yeah. like... The whole world shut down. shut down on us. I'm so mad about it. Yeah. But today my topic is lupus don't have us. That's right. Lupus don't have us. Absolutely not. My guest today is Adrian Allende. 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 She's beautiful. How you doing, Adrian? First of all, thank you very kindly. Yeah. I try to be cute every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> it's too hot outside to yeah, be doing no, anything. You're rocking the brand. <laughs> She's rocking the brand. I, I was like, okay, I'm coming out here. Listen, yeah. everybody, I am here Look on Real it. Chicks Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, doing here. I, I'm going to get your jacket. You'll believe that. Yeah. So I'm here and doing this we are going to be talking about lupus. I am with my yes. friend Michelle Dawes Burke. Yeah. She has Real Chicks Rock, the brand. And People need to know that these things are going on yeah. because she talks about stuff, discusses all of the things that people need to be talking about. And this is my second time being yes. on the show. Yes. This is a different yes. location. Yes, yes, yes. You are one of the you're one of the originals because you came on my show when I was at the We Were a Different um we were a different network, if you will, in a different location. Kind of a little rough area over there, but it was all good. <laughs> it was all good. We were good there on Sundays. And you came and you and Joy, right? Joel. Joel. Mm-hmm. Turned it out. Like, I did, I just sat back. You guys, I just, <laughs> the mics were hot. You guys had a great conversation. And it was just your passion about lupus and living with lupus was really the conversation of the topic back then. And today, you know, it's nothing different because... You and your brilliant self. First of all, thank you for supporting me all these years. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you have been supporting me since day one. Like, and I just really, I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thank you. I tell people all the time, I support black business in real life. Yeah. I support people. Yeah. And I'm, I'm for real about yeah, it. I'm are. like, you got a thing here. You are. Here. You are. Everything. <laughs> you are. You are. You guys can't really tell or see it. But she's worn this shirt so much. I got to give her a new one. I, the letters are starting to. <laughs> they starting to crack on the R. And I was like, that's faithfulness, yo. That's faithfulness. You rocking the brand I'm big time. You, I do it. You yeah. should see my shirt. I got an Aces custom clothing. Ooh, yeah. thing. It's I don't worn even out. know why I haven't tried to make another one. Yeah, I love you, it. You shame <laughs> for that because you're a designer, so you should be able to, to change it out. So we you reached out to me, which I really appreciate it because it was May and it was Lupus Awareness yes. Month. And you said to me, Michelle, are you gonna talk about lupus, you know, this month? And I said, oh, no. Unfortunately, I've already had um guests and things lined up and I couldn't switch things around. So my pardon, but I said, let's talk in June if it's okay. So I wanted to talk about it this month, even though I want to talk about it now because you live with it every day. It's not a monthly thing for you. And so I wanted to give you a platform and just kind of educate us because oftentimes we don't really understand or realize what's going on. So I wanted to give you some time to just 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 dig in and talk about it. But first, I wanted to kind of set the stage. Where are you from? I am 
from New York. I was born in Manhattan, uh-huh. but I moved around a lot, okay. like starting at early age. Okay. So I've lived, I lived in Kansas. I lived in Nebraska. I lived mm. in California. Mm. I lived here. I moved to Georgia um, in 1986. Wow. And then I left, went to California, came back here, went to New York. I lived in Connecticut for a while. I went to college in Puerto Rico. Wow. I did some of everything. Like, everything. I'm out here and doing it. Yeah. I'm going everywhere and doing all of the things. And then um, I moved back here in 2001. Yeah, 2001. Because okay. my job transferred me here. Mm-hmm. And I've just been here since then. Wow. Wow, you like Atlanta? Uh, no. Absolutely not. You know what? It's a. I'm not a. I'm not a people person. Okay. And. You can I'm, fool me. What? Well, I'm a sociable person. Okay. I'm not a people person. Okay. And so, in interacting with people that are not solid. It, it, it disturbs my spirit, you off. and I can't. It's not really the place. It's it's the people. Okay, okay, it's the people. Cause you yeah. you socialize and you talk to me. You've always made me feel like you like it. Listen, I am a firm <laughs> believer in the fact that it takes a village, and okay. people need to remember their tribe. Okay, that's all. So you I, I talk to the people that I talk to, and then I don't talk to the people that I don't. That's talk what to. that's that's what's up. That's what's up. So what? Tell me, Adrian. When did you discover you had lupus? I I was diagnosed with lupus in 2006. Okay. So, and I say that because after getting information and, and learning more about lupus, mm-hmm. I've probably had it since I was about 12. Okay. And they're doing research and different studies and seeing that, that actually more children are being diagnosed with lupus now mm-hmm. because they're able to see the signs and check for it mm-hmm. earlier mm-hmm. instead of having people that are in a situation like me. Right. Like when I was diagnosed with the lupus, I went to the hospital for something completely different. What was it? You um, I had an ear infection. Okay. And when I went, they gave me an antibiotic shot and I had a reaction to the antibiotic shot and I went into a coma. So my kidneys had failed and there was, it started with my hands and you know, um, I work with my hands. I make clothes. I, I do what I'm doing right yeah, now. Yeah, she's making it's clothes really right now. She's making clothes right now. <laughs> she's making clothes right now. Let me just put a pause. Let me just put a pause. I have gone out and seen Adrian in a club. I'm in talking about. I'll be at the we, bar. Like, in a club. <laughs> Crochet. At, at the bar, on a high stool, just like, hey, waving hi to everybody <laughs> that comes in that she knows. Like, crocheting. Like, you don't stop. Mm-mm. It, um, unless I'm sleeping, I have to be doing something with, with your my hands. hands. And you say it's a nervous, it, just, just kind of nervous. So related? the thing is, I I don't know how to sit still. And wow. So being when I was younger, it was kind of like my grandmother gave us the option. She mm-hmm. was like, either sit your down or yeah, find something find to, to do. <laughs> and you found something to do with your and hands. And I found something to do. And you making really nice clothes, and she makes nice clothing, thank by you, the way. Thank you. So you said you went in for an ear I infection. I went in for an ear infection. Um, it, it started with my hands. Okay. I, I went to my primary doctor because, if I can show you mm. here, like from this finger here, my whole hand was swollen. Swollen. But only from these fingers over, and it was both of my hands. Okay. And like I said, I need my hands to do mm-hmm. work. So I went 
um, to my primary doctor and they're like, you know, we don't take walk-ins. And I'm like, yeah, I get that. But what is this? Right. <laughs> so, okay. They like, because then, that. I don't know where I'm supposed to go to. Right. Like, is this an emergency? Right. Thing? Like, is what this, are we doing uh, here? Like, like, yeah. I don't know what it is. And they were like, oh, and then they did. Obviously, you take walk-ins today. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) Back there. (laughs) And my doctor, she is like, oh, my goodness. I can't believe I didn't notice this before. Mm -hmm. And obviously, according to my charts, I would go every few months. But every few months, I was gaining seven, eight pounds at a time. And so... It was one of those things where it's like, I mean, we were talking earlier mm-hmm. where they say, like, because of your age, because of mm-hmm. your this, because mm-hmm. of such and such. Man, mm-hmm. all of that is trash mm-hmm. because it does not happen to everybody. Mm-hmm. So she was like, oh, I didn't really pay attention to the fact that you were gaining so much weight so quickly mm-hmm. because you'll chalk it up. So, OK, you're getting older. You're, mm-hmm. Our heritage. Sometimes it's our heritage, right. our culture and the foods that we eat. Exactly. And that. All that stuff. And, and yeah. that was the thing. And I was already over 30. So mm-hmm. they were just like, oh, well, you know. When you turn 30, you start going through changes and said, not like this, not like this, not yeah. like this. But yeah. then I'm related to bigger women and mm-hmm. whatever. So it also wasn't a, right. a big deal to gain what? the weight because it wasn't something that I was paying attention to either. Right. Okay. So they sent me to a nephrologist immediately. Like they called a place and I had to go there. But it happened to be a Thursday when I went to my primary doctor. So they told me that I had to do a 24-hour urine test, but I had to start Friday, meaning that I would have to take it to take the sample back on Monday. Mm. Monday morning, my head was ringing. I couldn't see straight. My ears were it was the worst thing. I couldn't stand up. It was I was throwing up and somebody drove me to the hospital mm-hmm. and then there it was. They said I had a double ear infection. They gave me the antibiotic shot and I went into a coma. And then when I, it was about eight hours, I wake up and they're like, oh, ma'am, you have lupus, your kidneys failed, you're this, that, and the third. I'm like, no, 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 I got an ear infection. I'm not here for any of what you're you talking sure about. You the right like, chart? You I got to be so confused with somebody else. And then past that, um, what's lupus though? Right, right. <laughs> like, what is forget that? everything else. Yeah. What is that? Yeah. Because that's no part of what I came here right, for. Right. And then I'm in the hospital for a week. And then I'm in the hospital for two weeks. Wow. Oh, let me let me backtrack to that first week. I'm in the hospital for about four days. And somebody comes to the hospital and was like, okay, now I know where you are. Mm-hmm. Malik is with me. So Malik is my oldest son. He's yeah. 13 when I was diagnosed wow. with the lupus. Yes. He was in school when I went to the hospital. Yes. When I went to the hospital, mm-hmm. I was in my pajamas because, again, throwing up, can't see straight, the whole thing. I did not have anything but my wallet so that I could give my ID and insurance card yeah. to these people at the yeah. hospital. Yeah. So my friend comes in. He's like, I, I saw Malik two days where he didn't go into the apartment i knew something was wrong that third day when i seen him i was like boy where your mama at because you mm-hmm. being outside that mm-hmm. ain't mm-hmm. you you couldn't have did no homework no extra Nothing. things whatever yeah. and you know i guess my son told him that he didn't know where i was and it's like you were supposed to come and tell and that's another thing like you know my son went to his friend's house right 
But then he didn't think to tell, the family tell somebody, or, yeah, right. somebody closer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that are the things you got to make sure that your yeah. kids know who the tribe yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Keep your kids aware. Exactly. And it's a different time now, Adrian, because cell phones are very important now. Right. But back then, that wasn't the thing. Yeah, I mean, I have it. But even now, I'm in my phone, I'd be leaving it laying around. <laughs> I don't Y'all call me. I get back cross, to you. Because what you're doing I right now like is that. more important. Exactly. What you got in your hands right now all the time is more important than having a cell phone <laughs> yeah i don't got you we didn't grow up having i know a phone. me i'm telling you i had I a had dime a t- in my, listen, had a dime in my pocket for that's a phone the call. thing and then yeah. when it went up to a quarter i felt I like had i was to get a quarter. yeah i was getting robbed at that point but i still had to have it because it was like who do you call what's gonna happen you know so right. i just I'm, I'm with you i'm on the yeah, same and that's the thing. thing it's like they don't the kids don't even understand yeah. like you have access to so much stuff yeah. that we didn't have like i'm i'm not late for things i'm not you know if mm-hmm. i said i'm gonna be here yeah i'm there yeah like i don't really care anymore what everybody else is doing mm-hmm. i gotta stay silent to what i said yeah. and if i said i'm gonna be there that's what i'm doing mm-hmm. but my phone no yeah y'all might not be able to find me uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so two weeks in the hospital did that turn into three or how yeah, two weeks turned into three weeks and then that third week, they, um, I don't know what they're called, but they're like these compression cuffs that are supposed to keep the circulation okay. going when you're in the bed for a long time oh, at the right. hospital. So that's, it really just is like an air pressure thing that, mm. that presses on you. So the doctor comes in and he takes the cuffs off and he's like, how long have you had these spots on your ankles? And I'm like, sir, you're the first person to ever take so, those things right. off. So right. I don't even know what you're talking about. So mm. now they start running different tests and when they started running the other tests he's like oh you have a low platelet count you need a blood transfusion i'm like yeah i don't think i need a blood transfusion (laughs) like i don't really know anything about what's going on here but i want to believe that that's not a part of what i might have been the worst patient in the world like yo because everything they're telling you is like that's not me (laughs) you tapping the mic like Excuse me, that's not me though. Yeah, and you like though, like though, like T H O, like though. That's not yeah, me though. Not, that ain't me. Like, are you sure? By the words because I really just came in here for an ear infection, and now we're where? Yeah, we still stuck on that part. So we still all like, we three weeks in, and you telling me what? Right. Yeah, I, I'm with you. That that's, part. That's so heavy. I'm there, and now he's yeah. like, "Oh, you need a blood transfusion." And I'm like, "Yeah, no, nah, I don't think so." So then. They they were like, what should do you know your blood type? And I'm like, uh, yeah. And he's like, what is it? Be positive, sir. Why? Are yeah. you? <laughs> yeah. Like, y'all yeah. should know that. Just right. twenty minutes in, be positive. You should have yeah. already been aware of that. And then, so now they don't believe me. They start running tests. What I just tell you? I know. I know. <laughs> you asked me a question. I answered you. you. So yeah. then they they say, oh, we don't have any be positive blood here at the mm-hmm. hospital so mm-hmm. i said okay cool because i don't need a blood transfusion then they called some other place somebody was supposed to be bringing the blood those people got stuck behind oh my God. and i'm like yeah y'all really don't be listening to the universe talking right i don't need a blood transfusion then somebody else was supposed to be delivering from another spot those people got into an accident one more time wow folks all the way in the back i do not <laughs> need a blood transfusion <laughs> so the next the day they're like oh we got your blood type blah 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 they give me the blood transfusion i died my heart stopped i was clinically dead for like for how long did they like tell you three 
three minutes, but more than what it should have been. So I have like mild brain damage. My gosh. It, it, it affects my short-term memory. So you could do some stuff right now, but three weeks later, I'm going to be like, hey, you remember that day when you, because <laughs> my mind slipped for a second in okay. what's happening okay. right now. But trust me, I remember that. And don't don't let it be nothing shady because you might have thought I didn't see it, but I feel you. You talk about somebody that wasn't supposed to go. Oh, no, nah, I had plans, man. I'm like, yeah, no, I got a whole schedule. Yeah. And I'd be like, all right, I got to do this. I got to do that. I need to be here. Let me hit up this yeah. person. Let me yeah. call such and such. Anytime I look at that list, Diane ain't on it. I heard that. Diane ain't on it. I, I ain't got time that. for that. Dang. Say that again. Yeah, never, I've never seen death on my list yet. Dang. That's a fighter. Hey. <laughs> really, that's a person that's winning. I'm, so I got to do it. Because if not for myself, then who's going to do it? I know it, that's you know? right. And that's what they that's tell right. you. They, I, I keep trying to explain to people, like, taking care of yourself first is not being selfish. If you're not taking care of you, nobody else is going to I know that's right. I know that's right. That's so vitally important. So for for the listeners, Adrian, what is lupus? Lupus is an autoimmune disorder that causes your body to attack itself. Mm. There's mm-hmm. there's different forms of lupus. Okay. So there's discoid lupus that causes people to have skin issues. Okay. Like if you see Seal, how he has yes. it, it yes. breaks down the collagen in your in skin. skin. And, you know, it, it causes, just like with Joelle, with mm-hmm. being here, where she had, um, where she had these, these things all, yeah. and all her hair came out, yeah. but it was, it's in weird patches mm-hmm. because it's not, but it's also not considered the same as alopecia, which is, also a autoimmune disorder gotcha. It's basically anytime your body starts doing weird things it's autoimmune disorder mm. but lupus has so many different things like there's lupus nephritis which uh nick cannon has mm-hmm. that affects your kidneys mm-hmm. and then there's what i have which is systemic lupus mm. and it attacks whatever it wants to okay. when it feels like okay doing something. okay so i think i I was 37 and I had a heart attack and then my I in 2011 um my liver failed I have I'm just I'm listen again dying ain't on my it ain't on the list it is not here it be peeking Sing its head down. yeah it be peeking its head and like we here, I'm here <laughs> it be like death be trying to knock I'm here like open the door uh-uh. and you be like uh-uh Listen, I got I opened the door for opportunity, but I ain't here for death though. You got to chase me, sir. Golly, (laughs) I'm sitting with a winner. I'm sitting with somebody that just doesn't quit. (laughs) So when you really came to the understanding that you had lupus, how did your family and friends adjust or take that information? I I have not come to that understanding yet. Okay. I got a live one here today. I can't. Like, My guest is on fire. Listen, I can't. I can't because for any of the things, well, I'll, I'll stick to your question first and then go okay. to that part. Okay, okay. My family is a large group of phenomenal people. Awesome. A large group awesome. of phenomenal awesome. people. Awesome. And I'm 
taking in all of the people that I picked up along the way. Amen. It don't necessarily have to be blood. I told yeah. you a friend right. seen something wrong with my son yeah. and handled all of whatever needed know, to be that's handled. Right. I got people that some when I tell you, and it's one of my friend's birthday today. Her name is Camille. And happy birthday, happy Camille. birthday, Camille. It's also my son Darrell's birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> it's Gemini season. It's still, it's it still is Gemini. Gemini season. So Camille came, her mom had lupus. And I, you know, after being diagnosed with the lupus, she was telling me, oh, you know, my mom has lupus and such as mm. a I'm like, nah, I didn't know because yeah. I don't, never heard of it before. You never mm-hmm. said anything. And mm-hmm. now you. Now we're talking about. But when I tell you we was in the hospital and I was a whole entire hot mess. I'm super Puerto Rican. My hair was like this big. It was not a it was an entire rat's nest. And she was like, oh, my goodness, girl, I got to help you. When I tell you, she b- broke 16 of them little combs. Yeah. I said, you might as well stop trying, girl. I swear, I probably still got a comb somewhere no, stuck stop in my it. hair stop about it. 15 years stop later. It. Stop <laughs> it. Stop it. A whole mess. Yeah. My, my mom, my father actually came while I was in the hospital. Mm-hmm. My mom came, um, like, the day that I was discharged. I ha- I just I just have a bunch of people that mm-hmm. are like, what do you need? That's wonderful, and there and that you know and and that's wonderful. It's it's so important to have a, a even if it's two people. Yeah, community is important. That'll come through yeah. when you need when something. you need them. Yeah, and not one of those. Oh, tell me what you need and blah. I I literally had somebody tell me one day when you say. Let me know if you need anything. I trust that you actually believe that mm. and will do it. Mm. And I'm sad to know that you deal with so many people that it's important that you know that I'm serious mm. because everybody should be, yeah. but they aren't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I'm not, I am not for a, oh, hey, let me know what you need. Then you let them know what you need and then it don't never get done. Yeah. Yeah. Or you can't get them or they can't do it or whatever life happens. So your community, your family has just been your family and friends. Yes, have just been supportive yeah, throughout and this I whole keep process. Them up. Yeah, I keep well, because your story is amazing, <laughs> and then you're amazing as a person. You have wonderful personality. Like you say, you don't like people, but you're very social. I like the people that I like. You like the people. Too. Let me clear that up. <laughs> she likes the people that she likes. So if you get on her list of the people that she likes, you're good. You're gonna be good. It's gonna be all good. So that that's a good thing. You say that you got to keep your hands going all the time. And again, for those that are not watching but listening, she's in the studio right now with me crocheting. I'm knitting. Knitting, like feverishly. like Yeah, always knitting, always. I do. So is there any other other side effects that happen while you're having to deal with lupus? So I I have nerve damage. Um, I... Again, when, this is so ridiculous. I went to the hospital because I couldn't see. And Ooh. I didn't realize that I couldn't see until, well, that's not true. There was one time where I was driving and I had to stop driving. Ooh. And whoever was with me, I was like, hey, you have to drive because I can't see the stoplights. Wow. And so I couldn't see any colors. Mm. And then I had to go to the hospital and they were like, no, you have to go to... Uh, eye doctor so I ended up going to the uh, Marietta Eye Clinic and basically my blood pressure was so high that the blood vessels in my eyes were bursting I couldn't see 
So it started with going like colorblind, and wow. then I couldn't see anything at all for like a few days until my they were God. able to get my blood Both pressure down. down. And I still had to wait for like the regeneration yes. thing to start. So my it was like a, like a week and something. I couldn't see at all. Mm. So that was on whatever occasion. I try to monitor my blood pressure, mm. make sure that craziness doesn't happen. Yeah. Again. But, um, and I'm gonna mention Joelle like eighty thousand yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. So she like also Joelle. has hey, lupus. Hey, Joelle. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Joelle used to be my my assistant. Yeah, and so I remember. and she was phenomenal. Yeah. So I was making something, and I used to explain to her what I was doing in the process mm-hmm. of doing it because a lot of people don't realize that your clothes are supposed to be a certain way when yeah. you buy them, yeah. and because they don't know that, the people are able to hustle them into paying these really high prices for trash. Right work so anyway i'm making something just a little psa and just for the people that don't know you're spending a whole lot of money on some garbage so (laughs) (laughs) i was making something and i'm telling her i'm like there's something wrong with this and she's like it looks fine i'm like okay but there's something wrong with it Mm. and i don't know what but there's something wrong and she's like because it was a plaid uh thing and she's like no everything lines up fine it's it's here there's nothing wrong with it and whatever and then the guy comes he puts it on oh my god it was a hot complete mess yes. it was a, it was a gordon gartrell adrian Allende style <laughs> it was a mess yes. like part hanging do oh uh, what did i do Joel said, what did you do i said baby i can't see and the crazy part was this was a new client Somebody else had referred him to me and he said, listen, you know what? I have sat here and talked with you so much. And the people that referred me initially, I know would not have sent me to somebody that would have messed up my stuff. Right. It's all good. Get that checked out. And I went and I did. I went to the hospital and I'm thinking, okay, if I go in here and go to the emergency room and they do whatever testing they're doing and it ain't nothing, I could still use the emergency room mm-hmm. referral to see the neurologist right. faster to find out what my problem yeah. is. I go in here and I already told you I like to eat. We planning what we going to do for lunch. We doing this, that, the third and whatever. I'm in here waiting for the emergency room doctors to come along. Here comes this woman asking me questions, and I'm looking at her like, oh, hold up. Woo, 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 woo. I'm sick for real? And she yeah. said, yes, ma'am. We're going to have to admit you to the, oh. <laughs> here mm-hmm. I go again. Yeah. Now, in the hospital, and one of the nurses, you know how, like, they write the room number, mm-hmm. the nurses and doctors' names yeah. and everything. So she puts physical therapy on the thing. And I was like, physical therapy for what? She said, oh, my God, you haven't talked to the doctor yet? Oh, y'all got me sick in here. I'm not. What? What? physical therapy and so then a doctor came in to talk to me and they were like okay this is what's going on and you have um herniated disc and you have the uh, girl what how it is because of the lupus is breaking down joints in in 2000 i had to have the cartilage in my jawbone replaced wow but that was before i was diagnosed with the lupus so it was just where that came from nobody knows so now like i said if i backtrack and look to see all of the symptoms and things that have been going on with me i've had lupus for a very very long time and i'm you know so that was the thing they i left the hospital with a walker which one of my friends came 
and she blinged it out. She put all the rhinestones and things on it. And we were in the store and Joelle was like, girl, look at this. And yeah. I said, is that sneakers? She was like, yeah. I you said, put sneakers oh, yeah. on my I put sneakers on my wall. I remember <laughs> I that. I had three or four yeah, pairs of sneakers. Yeah. Like, I changed my sneakers to match yeah. outfits. Like, I'm ridiculous. Yeah, it was cute, though. Because I cute. refuse to allow this to bother me. Yeah, you surely I have. I refuse. You surely You have. see now. Yeah. Darth Vader. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. That's cute. That's cute. I'm like, I can't. You I, won't. You Not I that you can't. You can't. You it's, will it's not. It's not in me. It is not in me to, to be broken down and hurt. Like, I have days where, you know, I might not be able to get up and walk around mm-hmm. or do or whatever the case is. But it's a day. It might be two. But I'm breathing. So there you yeah, have it. Yeah, there you have it. There what you a have wonderful it. attitude to have. Does does lupus impact women more so than men? Lupus does impact women more so than men. Lupus also attacks uh, women of color. That was my at next a question. Higher rate, higher rate, yeah, yes. than than anybody and else. And the the strange part about it was that for a long time, lupus was considered the black woman's disease. Mm. So they wouldn't test other people for it. You would have people that had symptoms, this, that, and all the whatever, and they wouldn't test them because you can't have that. That's the black woman's Mm. disease, which after labeling it that, oh, and it's also Men's Health Awareness Month now. So we're going to go ahead and talk about these men with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Since I'm talking about it, there is a group here. It is a support group for men with lupus. So if anybody listening is a man with lupus, you know a man who has lupus, who is embarrassed or ashamed about Mm. having to tell people that he has the black woman's disease. There's an entire group of men. They are called the Brotherhood of the Wolf. Located right here in Georgia. Y'all find him talking. You could go to the Lupus Foundation. Mm. and sign up for a support group and I promise you they are out here if you are in uh, the west coast out in California uh, Emmett and Dion they have what is it male lupus warriors Mm. that is the name you can put that in as a website and find them there are groups out here there are men that are doing it living and the sad part about being a man diagnosed with lupus is that they have left things to attack so they die faster. Wow. It, it's, wow. you know, they go through a lot more yeah. things yeah. than women and, with the lupus. Wow. Wow. But they be out here making it. There's a whole group of them. They are doing it. Mm. They are really doing it. <laughs> what, what can people do to become more aware of lupus? I mean, even in your in your story... Adrian, um, you're just a fighter. I am. And so you just was you just don't receive information quickly or like you're like, I don't you're not talk- it at all. You're yeah, like, you're, oh, you're not talking to me. me. I mean several <laughs> times you've had symptoms or illness. You know, that's not no, that's not for me. But I have to believe that you do recommend that people go to the doctor. Oh, right? absolutely, absolutely. So we'll go there. With the being diagnosed with lupus. When it first happened, there was a nurse because I I was actually in the hospital for a month and a half. See, Mm. we went through how many weeks kept going. It was a week and then another week and then I died and then it was something else. And then I was supposed to be leaving. And then I ended up getting a fever from out of nowhere. And it was I was there for a month and a half. And one of the nurses who was there, she said, you know, I have a friend who volunteers at the Lupus Foundation. I see of not having lupus. I wouldn't have known that that was a thing. And somebody came, she talked to me, told me 
you know, kind of gave me pamphlets and different things mm-hmm. and stuff that I could give to my parents and just information that really helped out because nobody knew what it was and even in reading or talking to a bunch of people or anything that you do it doesn't matter you still don't know what it is mm-hmm. this is a daily thing worth yeah. of let's see what happens today right right and you know it was it was nice of somebody to sit with me talk to me try to give me a better understanding and i wanted to do that for other people mm. I, I wanted to be able to provide that same thing for another person because I know how helpful it was Mm -hmm. to me. Mm -hmm. And I I had a friend who was a part of this, this group, this like a a female business owners thing. And she was like, Hey, I can't make it. Can you go in my place? And I was like, yeah, sure. Cause you know, whatever, let's do it. So I go out, I'm sitting down and, and I'm talking to the ladies and they're great. They were just great people. I'm having a really good time. I'm sitting there and they're like, ma'am, are you knitting? And I was like, yeah, I am. I'm so She's sorry. I, mean, I feel like I have to apologize sometimes. Like, apologize. it's just rude. You sitting at the dinner table, ma'am. Put that down. <laughs> just, I can't help it. But anyway, so I'm there. And they were like, oh, um, so we're trying to figure out what day we're going to do our next um, meeting. And I was like, so if you're doing it monthly, I'm cool anytime but this week. And so somebody else says, yeah, I can't go that week neither because I'm going to be on a cruise. I said, girl, if yours is for a week, I'm going to be on that same one. She said, I'm going here and such and such. And I was like, that's the one. (laughs) And so that's how I met Monifa. (laughs) Hey, Monifa. We love Monifa. I do. I do. And in talking to her, then she had told me that her mom had mm-hmm. lupus. Mm-hmm. And so it was just, you know, being around people. Yeah. I told you, the more you walk around, the faster you find your tribe. Yeah. Yeah. And you got a beautiful it. tribe. We love oh, Monifa. I, oh, my God, man. You people are. You You keep complimenting me. I don't be want to hear all that. You. <laughs> Not about me. I support what you do because I support what you do. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I support the entire thing that you're trying to put out there. So I have to support you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I want to talk about the walks, right? Uh, And I think that's where we connected too, because uh, Monifa really raised a lot of money, you know, for the what's it, the Lupus Foundation Mm -hmm. walks. And um, I did a couple of them and it was just the energy out there was amazing. And you were very vocal about how good that foundation was and what they were doing with the money. Cause oftentimes people don't want to, yeah, they, they don't, they, they don't, don't contribute because right. they, they don't know where it's going to go. And then the people that do get the money, we don't really see the fruits of that. Right. Maybe it's just that it's just so much work that has to get done. It has very little impact. But you were like, no, they really, really help. They help families. They help people. This is important. Support, support, support. So, yeah, tell us about that for you. So the thing with the, you know, it was all a learning experience of understanding that there was really an entire community of people Mm -hmm. who were out here and and doing. And what I'm learning more, um, I actually work at the Lupus Foundation now. So congratulations! I started in 2020, Mm -hmm. which was crazy because... We go to the Capitol for lupus advocacy. Yes. Now, one of the things is I, I'm uh, considered totally and permanently disabled, but not for lupus. 
they don't consider lupus as being an actual really? disability. Really? Yeah, like you have some places that don't really even consider that lupus is real. There, there are doctors and and you know clinical things where they mm. believe that it's like you have a list of a whole bunch of things going on and they can't pinpoint one specific thing. Mm. So they just say that it's this. Yeah. But then, you know, if you could break it down into categories, now it is, there are a lot of people that are diagnosed with lupus first. Mm -hmm. And then after doing more research or whatever, have a different specific autoimmune disorder, Mm. but it's all still an autoimmune disorder. Mm. So with that, you have like, going places and and doing things a lot of people we were talking about it earlier as far as being like you know women of color here and and it being a certain guideline that is expected of you so people won't say that they're sick Mm -hmm. people won't say that they have these things going on because they're afraid to lose their job because they're afraid of these things or whatever we go to the capitol to advocate for lupus to try to get it put on the list Mm. as being Yes. For, to have more recognition, there are people in the in the capital that that have lupus. They're living with lupus. They speak out about it. Yeah. Uh, Representative Kim Schofield, she mm-hmm. she has lupus. Mm-hmm. She's out mm-hmm. here. She but mm-hmm. I love Kim mm-hmm. and and she's out here and right. she has a platform to be able to bring it mm-hmm. to people's attention. Right. And that's the thing. I'm so focused on making sure that people talk. Yeah. Because. Unfortunately, as a group of people, we have been taught to keep everything, everything, to keep everything secret, everything, Yeah, then every ounce of that, say it, say it out loud, everything that are listening, say whatever it is, stop being the person that comes after the fact to be like, oh, well, you know that not I didn't know. I didn't yeah. know because this is yeah. my first time hearing about it because something else took place to yeah. cause you to feel the need to say, yeah. and I don't want your guilt conversation. Yeah. It's hard on us as black women. We have been um, conditioned right? and we're changing the narrative. Let me say that. Yes. We are working collectively and independently, however, to change the narrative, but we have been conditioned for so long. To almost, pardon the expression, man up, like suck it up, right. like don't say nothing. You don't matter. Your pain is, that's part of the process. Blame it on Eve. Like fools would actually <laughs> say, you're going through stuff because of Eve. It's all her fault. Like, no. Yeah, I don't know that chick like you, that. I so. never met her. Never met her. Never met her. Read about her, never met her. Don't know her. But right. it's just like, we endure so much. And you're absolutely right, Adrian. It's like, because... We don't have enough vacation time. We don't have a good health care right. package. Because we don't have money. To lose their we job. can't lose our job. We can't call out sick because oftentimes it's unfortunate. But when you work in certain settings, you just being a black woman is a handicap. And right. God forbid if you have a family. And now you want to complain about it too? Right. Oh. Yeah. If you have a family <laughs> and if your child is sick, oh, there it is. There yep. it goes. Always the case. It's like your kid can't be sick. You can't be sick. You can't miss work. It's just a different dynamic. And so we've learned to take some Tylenol or sip on some chamomile tea. Maybe have some people pray over us and that's it. Like it's not actually right. Right. And that's a problem. It's not important. Every situation. Yeah. and, and, And that's the thing. When you start to look at how everything correlates in some kind of way, yeah. then you start to realize how much you've been spoon fed that don't taste good. And ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I had to say that. I'm officially somebody's grandma. 
I gotta, Ooh. I gotta drop these. I gotta you drop these gems. You dropping them, girl. You dropping them. You know what? I, I while you were talking and a, you know, and you saying, go down to the Capitol. I want to give you a platform every year. So I'm gonna be official. So every May, you are welcome to come back here. And just share. Thank you. And you can bring people. We can make it like a panel discussion, a forum. We can we can spotlight one or two women that have really come through. I absolutely set that up. Yeah, or just challenges. So you just because you just been down with me. You've been down with this brand for so long. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I've been down with yeah, this my letters this Yeah, yeah. I so every May, let's and let's and I'm going to take action too that we start talking as early as March, yes. right? To make sure that we pick out a good time in May that can work and we can bring people that are beating lupus. Right. Cuz we don't have it. We don't, yeah. we're not we're just And, not and that's it. the thing. It's just it's like being able to get out there and have a deeper understanding yeah. of the fact that it is necessary yes. to talk. Just in May, I actually did a um radio thing with Tanasha Gray mm. about uh, for with Lupus yeah. Matters Corp and uh nice. Monica Ellis. So she has a foundation that's called Lupus Matters. Nice. And we were there, and I was the first interview, so I just asked if it was okay to sit there mm-hmm. with the rest of mm-hmm. them. And so the other two people who came after me, it's like when they sat down to tell their story, there were so many places where when I when I did mine, I sat down. And somebody, her name's Tanya Johnson. She has lupus. She did her interview. And while she was talking, I was there. And I was like, man, I had that same problem. I had that same wow. issue. I had that same yeah. thing. So then when the third person came, and I apologize because I forgot her name because the other people are folks that I know that I mm-hmm. you know deal with mm-hmm. a lot. But mm-hmm. the other person, uh, I know her nickname was Cookie. I don't remember her actual name. Though. Okay. And when she came and she talked and she went and told her, so and me and Tanya were both like, mm-hmm, that thing. And it and it's funny to see how many people think that it's just that. I know. Because they don't talk to other yeah. people. And yeah. it's like, if you really sat down and it's like, I don't, I'm not trying to out sick anybody. Mm-hmm. If somebody comes and tells me that they have this symptom, these things, whatever's going on, I'm listening. I'm taking it in. I'm understanding that this is something that you're having to deal with right right now at this moment. And Mm -hmm. when you have finished what it is that you're saying, I will let you know that I have been there, been through that and made it. This entire life is about going or getting. Mm. The destination is still through. She said going and getting. It's going to always be one or the other. Yeah. You're dropping them today. Somebody got to do yeah, it. Yeah, you dropping them. You can't with your bag. Somebody got to do it. You can't it is bag. Sunday. It is Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Preach, preacher. Go on and tell it the people in the back. I got to give it to them. You em. giving it to them like boom, boom. Like take that. Listen, this is how I do it. This I, is all how the time. I'm sending this is all the time. to the street. This is all the time. This ain't just for the show. Oh, no. Just for the is... people that's listening. This is all the time. This is what you're going to get. That's Every why time. we. That's why we love you. And, and what is the purpose of a word if you don't give a good one? I know that's why she's still going. She's I, still I can't going. help it. She's it's going. my life. <laughs> she's still got them. I want to talk about your knitting. Yeah, let's talk about that because you're knitting and you're doing some stuff right now that is, shh, you know, people don't need to know what it is, but you are knitting and because you got some projects and some things coming up, right? Yes, yes no, absolutely. I okay, so. 
I make clothes. I make custom pieces. And yeah. you know, because I bought you that one shirt yeah, that day yeah, I came yeah, to the show. Yeah, and you yeah. were like, girl, how does this fit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I was like, how do I get it on? Yeah. <laughs> I make custom pieces. Yes, you do. And I deal with people. I'm, I'm very disproportionate. Hmm. Seven. Supremely wide hips and all the rest of me is tiny. So I've had to make my own clothes for a very long okay. time. And okay. I understand that for people who wear clothes, mm-hmm. most people don't like buying clothes because mm-hmm. of the process of having to try something on. Do yeah. this, and do such and such. Fit. It doesn't fit right. Yeah. It doesn't look right. Mm-hmm. It doesn't do. And it's not the clothes. It was the way that it was made and it was not made for you. Mm. Okay. And that's all. And if you accept that, acknowledge that, keep it moving. Okay. People used to go to tailors had clothes right. made True. and did but then it turned into a money thing to where they could mass produce something and just send it out mm. mm-hmm. you're never going to find anything that fits mm-hmm. you might find something that's nice that you know does what it does but there are so many more phenomenal things that you can yeah. be doing yeah so yeah my I- grandmother used to make wedding dresses and i was fascinated mm. like just to see Somebody take something that looked like a sheet and make it into something dress, wearable. Make it beautiful. I was fascinated wow. and I wanted to do that. Yeah. But my grandmother always said that wants are dead things because everybody wants something till they got it. And if it ain't what you need, it serves no purpose. She's still driving. I'm telling you, my grandma said it. It wasn't me. I'm she's giving still, you my she's grandma still, knowledge. She's still, she's, still, <laughs> she's, still, she's still dropping them. I can't even look I'm at her over there. I'm giving you my grandma there, knowledge. Lean back in the chair, dropping them gems over there. I got to. I got to. And so with that, she wouldn't teach me how to sew. Mm-hmm. And so because she wouldn't teach me how to sew, I started trying to do it on my own. Yes. Listen, I made some cute stuff for my dolls. When I tell you it was cute that is with a capital K, a Q, and a W. It was. I did. I made stuff for my dolls. And it was like, okay, I can't put anything on to the dolls. Uh-huh. Why can't I put anything on to the dolls? And grandma's like, because you don't understand the material. See, everything look cute, but that ain't going to work. This yeah. ain't going to do. Okay. So now that she saw that I was for real, she started showing me. How to how to do so I learned how to sew I started making my own clothes and by the time I got to high school that I got some people that in high school I made some of their clothes mm. like the things that they wore for graduation yeah. For yeah. stuff was I'm doing that and I um I wanted to go to FIT mm-hmm. because of course I'm a New Yorker and that's what you're supposed to do right. if you want to get into fashion yeah. Yeah. so I wanted to go to FIT but the school that I went to did not have the classes that I would have needed for the prerequisites to be able to get yeah. into FIT they started a clothing class just for me to be able to wow to that's awesome I'm telling you I, I'm a ride or die for South Cobb High School all day wow. every day <laughs> That's awesome. And they did. They started the class just for me so that I would be able to get what I needed on paper That's to be able awesome. to go to FIT. And That's when I awesome. got accepted to FIT, I was throwing a whole party in my head. It was it was the best time ever. Then, <laughs> and I was just like, yo, I love this, but yeah. I can't draw. And that's part of the requisite? You got to be able to draw? Yeah, you got to be able to you draw. You got to draw it out first mm-hmm. before you create it? Yeah. And, and that was the thing. I couldn't draw. And then I already had a kid. So I had my first son when I was 18. Mm-hmm. So my mind is like, all right, am I going to pay money 
to take this class that don't count towards nothing because I got to take an art class and learn how to draw to be able to take yeah. the classes yeah. that I need. Mm. So they had, um, if I wanted to proceed, and I tell people all the time when they call me a designer, I'm not a designer. Designers draw. I'm right. a seamstress. I have a degree in fashion construction because I could not move any further. I can't draw. Okay. I can only put stuff together. Okay. But the year that I left FIT in 94, they didn't have a fashion construction anymore because everybody moved to design. Mm. Because you could, with the computers, if you could draw something, you could put it in. It'll print the pattern. I make my own patterns. I do. If I can see it in my head, I could put it together. Understood. And I know what's going to look good mm. on the person, mm. not always what it is that they like. Right. Right. And I like to deal with the people that are like top heavy or bottom heavy or just you like know, to deal with thing. black and brown. People. Absolutely. I didn't want to say it like that, but she that's exactly what with, I meant. She likes though. to deal with black and brown people. <laughs> yeah, because we are either top yeah. heavy or bottom heavy. Yeah, we curve it. We got curves. We yeah, and I like that. And some thickums over here. Head. I'm looking kind of thick. Like, I'm saying in the green room chat, I got a little weight. What's up? This is the thing. Like, <laughs> going places, what happened was I would be somewhere, and it's like, for me, I'm going to put it on. If if it's on, I'm good. Yeah. I really don't care past that. I'm not looking in mirrors. I'm not doing all the extra. It's not my thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't care. This is what I look like. This is what you're getting. That's there it. There you have it. Yeah. But I, I pay close attention to everything going on around me because it's the New York in me. I, I look like I'm not paying attention, but I'm watching everything. And this is something that bothers me more than anything. What, touching, feeling? Yeah, to anytime you see somebody consistently having, uh, adjusting, adjusting something, close. it's a mental thing. They feel insecure they about whatever we it do. is that's happening. We do. So I watch it. And then when I see it, I'm like, all right, so I could make something that will keep you from from feeling doing, that from way. fidgeting and touching yeah, and pulling. When it, there's a difference between putting something on and saying I like this, and putting something on and be like, damn, I love this. True. There is a huge True. difference. True. And I tell my clients all the time, True. I'm not looking for you to like it. You could like something in the store. True. If you don't love it, neither True. do I. And I think the liking and loving is really the body, too. Mm-hmm. It starts at that point. Because if you're comfortable with yourself, then anything that you put on, you're either going to like it and then you may have a love for it. And I think the love is the comfort of it. Right. The the feel, how it feels moving with your yeah. body and against your body. The color. Sometimes mm-hmm. people just love the color and just and all that's that. the thing too for some mm-hmm. people like you know they they like certain things and it really ain't for them mm. but you can't just tell somebody <laughs> that it really ain't for you so i listen I hear mm-hmm. and it's so funny because i'm like the least professional professional person ever really i mean i, we, I would have never listen man that. you know me so you can say that but for the other people they don't know until they get the full experience the and i'll be like listen i i hear you talking about but I don't that ain't that. that's not what i'm she doing she be like so we ain't doing that today <laughs> yeah, we, no, we ain't doing gonna, none I'm of that today that. that's what adrian would say no, so what work. projects you got going on because you actually stopped knitting i'm getting I, a little nervous because i i Finished the, I just finished the front piece of what she I was doing. So I can't move while doing my show. Next. She was knitting and finished the product while doing my show. So you uh, can't do the next part right. No, right I, now. Can't, I can't do the next part. Okay, yet. you gotta, we I gotta get, switch yarns. I yeah, gotta cut. Yeah, yeah then we gotta be private yeah. to do that. But you got a project coming up? A, yes. A fashion so, show or something? What's happening? I, okay, my birthday is Saturday. Happy birthday to I'm you. I'm dancing. 
I'm yeah. about to get my Stevie Wonder on. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so my birthday is Saturday. Being the fact that the world shut down, mm. I hadn't, you know, been doing too much of anything. So I've had two birthdays that I haven't done anything. anything yeah. And everybody knows that as soon as it's cancer season, it's officially my birthday it is. for the entire season of yes, cancer. Yes, that is correct. But this Saturday happens to actually be my birthday. Mm. And so I'm doing a fashion show for my birthday. I'm, I'm, Congratulations. Thank you. I'm doing this fashion show because I have not. It's, I, I did a fashion show in like 2018. Uh-huh. And the fashion show was called Ordinary Clothes for Extraordinary People. Yes. Not extraordinary. Yeah. Extraordinary yeah. people. And that was all it was. I had six models. I made three outfits apiece. Oh. So they had a casual thing, a business thing, and something dressy. But yeah. one of my models, she was only 15. So it's kind of like I had to stay in certain guidelines mm-hmm. of doing, mm-hmm. you know, what was fashionable but not and i i i turn people down all the time Mm. i I turn people away because i'm not out here trying to make money Mm. i do this because i love Love it it. like i love it in a way that isn't even understandable like the the being able to see somebody that puts something on and feels good right that's a different type of thing like i don't even you say i'll be out straight bummy when i go do stuff sometimes because i don't me personally if i need to throw something together i can real quick and be done but for somebody else i I want that feeling of feeling good about what you're doing absolutely like that brings me joy absolutely and when i did that fashion show one of my models she had lost like 97 pounds or something i just like i want to celebrate all of the people Mm. that are out and Mm. and doing things Mm. and so with this fashion show though i have friends that that do actual big things that were just like hey we want to come and be a part of your birthday party and i'm like really so i have a live band performing nice. is they are called el amin ah. and they are actually doing a show in talladega and so they are stopping by to perform real quick before they go and get a paying gig wow, <laughs> in talladega. wow. that's nice yeah that's I, I love it i love it and then sweet baby kita she's a comedian uh-huh. and you know kita be out here getting paid real money to do real work as she coming to come and do this guy my thing yes and I'm not going to mention Mr. Everything because then it sounds like I'm being, uh, what's the word? Because it's my son, so he don't count, but he's doing his thing. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, like my son, when he was younger, he was in high school and he got in trouble for like tapping on a desk. Uh And I went to school and I literally sat across from him like this the entire class period. And I watched him. I eyeballed that child yeah. through the entire class period. And when it was over, I went to his teacher. I said, ma'am, I'm very sorry. I'm going to see what I could do about capping his pens, something where he won't make so much noise. But that's a habit. Because I know he would not have done that one time mm-hmm. if he could control doing that. Right. And then when he finished high school, he was like, mommy, I want to go to the Art Institute for Audio Engineering. Sounds legit to me. Let's do that. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so he'll be performing. And then Floyd Grant. I don't know if you know who Floyd Grant is, but you should. Floyd Grant is a, he, listen, he has albums out and been doing things and getting, he was nominated for some of everything. Gotcha. He did, uh, there was some competition that they had that LL Cool J did, Mm. Steve Harvey did. He been out here winning and doing. 
He's coming and performing. He he was like, I just, I mean, if I can't do nothing but sing happy birthday, can I come on? I was like, I love, I told you, my tribe it's is dope. something special. Yeah. And the fact that you love me that much to want to come and just put, listen, hey, I'm doing a fashion show for my birthday. Okay. And can people, can the public come? Are absolutely. tickets for sale? There like, what are can we do? tickets for sale. Where? Um, oh, goodness. I, I have a I have a flyer I I, I gotta I gotta get that. Is it Eventbrite? Can we go to? Nah, your... actually, it's not on Eventbrite. Um, I have another one of the people in my tribe. He has his own um link thing and okay, whatever. So I like system. to make sure that okay. my folks make Fair their enough. money where they can make their Fair money. Enough. So tell the people. Okay. <laughs> you lie. I told you I'm blind. I can't see nothing out of his eye. You, you better stop playing with me. I need my bifocals, and I just got the regular focals. <laughs> so we. You already know if I'm not being silly. You I'm not, not being doing, you. I'm not being me. Okay, it's Saturday, June 25th, my birthday. It is from four to eight p.m. because I'm about to be 48 years old. So four to eight. Four to eight. But I'm being silly. It's at Gold Space Atlanta, which okay. is 2001 MLK. Um, I guess if you're coming from 20, like from the Mableton area, okay. If you're coming from, what would that be? Like 20 coming coming in is east. East. Mm-hmm. Then, right when you get off of the exit, there's a Texaco station there, so you would turn right. The building is right next. So to it's Texaco. out in the Mableton area. Nah, or it's, it's, in it's the city? right before. Like depending on which way you're coming from, mm-hmm. it's right before or after uh, Ralph David Abernathy. Okay. Like there's a Texaco station right there okay. at the entrance to 20, and mm-hmm. then the building is there. Okay. So we have the event is on the sixth floor. Like the event space is on the sixth floor okay. of Gold Space. Um, it's the parking. There's free parking, free food, free drinks. Okay. Free. You gonna get your? It's forty dollars per ticket gotcha. now. Mm. They're forty eight dollars at the door. Okay, for the birthday, <laughs> four eight. So I get them in have advance. two tickets if you got anybody that hits you up. That is It's a it's a long entire thing to do, so I'm gonna bypass this part and just make sure that I give him his money. But you can, <laughs> <laughs> like here, I'm gonna give you the Dang, flyer. I was gonna and ask then... for a flyer. Oh, you're so cute. Yes. Okay. Yes. Absolutely. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. How can people find you? Find me. Yeah. Oh. Do you like you like if they want some custom clothing? How can people get at you? Um, you have to email me because I'm not really a social media. Okay. Like I don't do business on social media because I've been doing this for so long mm-hmm. that it still doesn't click in my head how that's a good thing. Okay. So anybody, I have okay, I have a Facebook page. It's Aces Custom Clothing. That's A C E S Custom Clothing. Uh-huh. I also have an Instagram page uh-huh. under the same name. Okay. But I hardly ever okay go and check them. So you can reach me there, but it is easiest to send an email to to what Aces Custom Clothing at Gmail dot com. That sounds good. That's what the people will do. I enjoyed you today. <laughs> she whispered. She said, "Thank you. This was fun. <laughs> this was uns- unscripted." Right. Listen, the universe knew not to give you a whole list of stuff to ask me because we would have started talking about different things anyway. <laughs> it would have did exactly this, yeah. even if you had yeah. everything. Yeah, exactly. Down. So I learned from the last time. Like just, just, just let her 
talk about what's important to her and what lupus is about and how she's been winning. I have. I have. Winning. Because those doctors told me that I couldn't have any more children and my baby just turned 13 yesterday. Beautiful. Happy birthday. <laughs> On that note, I want to thank you for coming today. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. You're going to be here once a year. We're going to do it in May. Absolutely. And we'll figure out what the format conversation will be, but thank you for coming today. This was enjoyable. Until next time, take care. Be well. There I go. Thanks so much for checking out the podcast today. Be sure to like it, leave your comments, and share it with a friend. If you have a product or service you'd like to have promoted during the show, please contact us at info at realchicksrock.com and we'll send you the details. We're reaching the masses and we would love for you to join us on the ride. Until next time, take care and continue to rock on.